the Messy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail, so we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your host of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. Steve Marboli said, once your mindset changes, everything on the outside will change along with it. On our expert segment today, we're going to be talking to George Carroll. George is a family man first. Professionally, he is corporate speaker, published author, and seminar leader. His annual conference, The Greatest Year of Your Life, will soon be released as a documentary on Amazon Prime Video. That's awesome. And then you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. Our expert George will share his experience, expertise, and the tools he suggests to get it all cleaned up. How messy is your backend? Is it holding you back? Is it making it so that you can't make more money? You can't serve your purpose? Visit themessybackend.com today and find out just how messy your backend is and how to clean it up. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by heading on over to themessybackend.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Check us out on Facebook to see video of our recordings. And now on to our expert, George Carroll, for his expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. So today we have a messy backend question submitted by an anonymous listener. He says, can changing your mindset really improve your business bottom line? That's a heck of a question. The bad news is yes, is, is the answer to that question. And you know, we're talking about messy backends. Typically, mindset is the messiest of all backends. And you know, I just, I just want to share a quick model that you guys are probably familiar with that really does connect your belief systems or your mindset to the results that you're getting. So you know, what would you say it consistently helps create the results that we create in our lives and in our business. What would you say consistently? <laughs> Sheila, you look. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously our mindset and ours is like on sleep mode. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to, we're going to peel the onion back and we're going to start with action. I mean, it's, it's easy to say that, okay, our consistent actions create our consistent results, right? There you go. And, right. but, but what is it that produces our consistent results? Well, when we peel back the onion one more layer, we find that literally it's emotion or energy within our bodies that produces or drives action uh, that produces and drives results. And then we, when we peel it back even more, we find that, and this is all neuroscience. I'm not just making this up. This is all neuroscience. But when, what we find is that our thinking patterns, the consistent thoughts that we think create the consistent emotions that we feel, which create the consistent actions that we take, which create the consistent results. And behind all of our thinking patterns lives our belief system. So can changing your mindset help you improve your bottom line? Absolutely. Because if we have beliefs, for example, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, have beliefs about money, uh, that money is the root of all evil, that you know rich people are greedy, and, and not all of them, but many of us grow up with these limiting beliefs. And as a result of that, anything that we associate pain or resistance to, we're going to find a way to push it away. So if you want to grow your bottom line, you want to generate more income and more revenue, if you have resistance to money, you're going to find a way to push it away. So that's one example of how our mindset uh, really impacts our bottom line. 
Definitely. And you know, what you just said, like the action builds on, builds on all of these things that build on, I actually just read a book called the compound effect, right? That teaches you all these little bits of things, but you're right. Taking action, right? That's even what Mel Robbins says in five second rule, five, four, three, two, one, you have to take action. So I, I appreciate you that clear that. I think Nate <laughs> fell asleep for a minute. My apologies. Like, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. So action is definitely the beginning of it. I agree. Yeah, totally. And, and a lot of us tend to self-sabotage. And I think that this is going to be the meat and potatoes of this quick conversation is why do we find ourselves taking two steps forward towards a goal, towards a dream, and then finding ourselves taking two steps back, self-sabotaging? The primary reason why is that our brain literally has two major priorities. The first one is safety and survival, which is a given. And the second one is energy conservation. As an entrepreneur, when we're going after our goals and dreams, we're forced to step outside of our comfort zone. And the minute we do that, the brain sends off a red flag because it wants to make sure that it's safe so that we survive. And we want, it wants to make sure that we don't conserve too much energy because back in the caveman days and cavewomen days, when we were out hunting and gathering for too long, our energy started to wind down. And when that happened over the course of time, our brain learned just simply through evolution that when energy dropped, the chances of survival also dropped. So the brain developed two major priorities, safety and survival and energy conservation. And going after our goals requires a lot of energy and it requires us going out of our comfort zone. So what will happen immediately when we think about goals is it'll activate the motivational centers of our brain and then immediately following, it'll also trigger the fear mechanisms of our brain. And that fear mechanism is really just designed to help us scan the environment to see if there's any eminent threat or danger around that could kill us. But what most people do is they think about like they go to a workshop, they go to a seminar, they get fired up, they get motivated, and then that fear triggers. And then all of a sudden, if they stew in that fear for too long, they're going to come up with these fear-based stories about, well, if I go after this, this could happen and they'll go into worst case scenarios. And what we have to remember is, is that no matter any time that we are thinking about goals and dreams that we want to go after and achieve, immediately the brain is going to trigger off some fear so that, it, so that we can scan the environment for potential threat or potential danger to our lives. But people tend to stew in that fear for too long. Then they come up with stories and then they do something called procrastinate. You guys ever procrastinate on anything? Uh, all the time. I mean, I mean, never. No, de definitely. Uh, I was, a, you know, maybe I'm afraid and procrastinated giving you the right answer there. But no, definitely. I have procrastinated. And I know where you're going on this. So I'm going to let you jump in because I recently learned this about where procrastination really comes from. But you're the expert. So tell us. There's no one particular place that procrastination comes from. I'm just offering one model of where it comes from. And, and I'd love to hear, hear your insight on it because, I mean, there's, again, there's so many different ways that we procrastinate, but that's one big reason why. And then we find ourselves, you know, on Netflix, you know, binging on, on Game of Thrones, eating ice cream and, and wondering why we're not taking action toward our goals. Well, fear has backed us into a corner where we stay in our comfort zone. So that's one of the ways that, that we self-sabotage. The second way that we self-sabotage, I think, is it, it brings a big aha for a lot of people who hear it. Well, let me ask both of you a question. If I said, hey, I want you guys to meet me in Colorado in two weeks and we're going skydiving, would you both go with me? Oh, no. no, no oh, no. yeah. Let's do it. I I've been on my bucket list for such, such a long time. I want to go skydiving. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to make it happen. So this is perfect because one of you said yes, one of you said no. So let's reverse engineer your, your decision-making process. 
So the minute I asked you if you want to go skydiving with me, immediately you had to get an image in your head of what skydiving looked like for you individually. And that image produced a feeling. And that feeling was either based in, in pain or fear or is based in excitement, adrenaline, uh, adventure, uh, and pleasure. And the chances of, if you say no to this question, I ask my audiences this all the time, um, the, the reason why people say no to it is because they have a stronger hold on safety. And people who say yes typically have a stronger value around adventure or adrenaline or something like that. Would you guys say that's accurate for you both? Yes, 100%. Yep. I thought, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Such adrenaline. That's exactly what I thought. So you nailed it. I've been skydiving five times. I think it's it's something that everybody should do before they die, but that's just my opinion. Uh, okay, well, my, 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 uh, my dad's a Green Beret. My family, I've got five airborne military and I would still not jump out of a plane. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it's it, when we pull it back, it's our values and our beliefs that drive our decisions. And the thing that happens is we grow up with certain value systems that are instilled within us from our parents, mostly in our upbringing, our environment. And for example, my parents' number one value was comfort. They hated when things changed. They wanted things to be familiar and the same all the time. And when anything changed, you know, crap just hit the fan and they went ballistic just off just minor changes. And so I learned to model their behavior and the, the belief that got developed was that change is a struggle or change is hard. And so um, familiarity or comfort became one of my core values at, just as a result of adopting it from my parents. But as you guys know, as an entrepreneur, your business forces you to grow. It forces you to get out and get beyond your comfort zone. And if you don't, your business is going to die. And so now I have, when I started my business, I have these two values that are in conflict with each other. One of them says, got to stay comfortable, got to stay in your comfort zone. That's how you stay safe. And the other one is I got to grow. I got to grow my business. I got to generate income. I got to get new clients. So now I have this internal tug of war where I'm taking two steps forward uh, because I need to grow my business, but then I'm taking two steps back because I also still value comfort at a deep level. And this is one of the main reasons why people self-sabotage is because they have internal conflicts, values and beliefs in conflict with each other. Um, and this is a big reason why a lot of people don't go very far in their business. I love it. So one last, maybe one last question here is fear is good. Like we recognize fear, but we can't stew in the fear. That's kind of what you were saying before. It's like recognize it and say, okay, there is fear. Recognize that you have that internal conflict. You know, you want to be motivated by success and driven, but then, you know, you, you take two steps back, you self-sabotage because you want to be comfort and safety. Once we recognize those, how do we overcome that? How do we, you know, win that tug of war so that we take those two steps forward or three steps forward or four steps forward and maybe only take one step back? How much time do I have, Sheila? How much time do I have on this? Um, yeah, like 30 minutes. seconds, but we'll <laughs> give you, how about if we give you two minutes? Cause I think that's the whole gist of it is like, now that we understand why we have it, which is important. I think people, if you don't understand why something's happening, you can't fix it, even if you have the answer. So yeah, go for it. Share the answer. So I'll do my best in two minutes. All right. And, and this is why personal development is such a high value for me and should be for entrepreneurs is because there's only, we can only go so far with willpower. We can only go so far using our cognitive brain. The challenge with these values and these beliefs is, is, is that they are stored in the unconscious mind. And we unconsciously run these habits and these patterns over and over and over again because we practice them over and over and over again. 
And so what it requires is, uh, you know, one of the bodies of work that I study primarily is called NLP or neurolinguistic programming. And it's learning how to communicate with the unconscious mind, learning how to change these unconscious patterns. And so there's not a quick answer. Uh, there really isn't. It's just about you have to learn how to uh, utilize processes and exercises internally that can help you get aligned uh, versus create those conflicts. So if there was a quick answer that you can utilize right now, it would be to get clear on whatever those, I call them pillars of alignment, and that consists of your, your current values based on where you are and aligned with your vision and your mission and your goals not the values that you took on from childhood. So what are the values that are most important for you to operate from now uh, that are related to your future and your goals and your mission and your vision? And then come up with a quick definition for each one that allows you to write, and when you write it down every day, uh, that value and that particular definition, uh, you tend to wire it in stronger and stronger and stronger. And now, instead of being invisibly influenced by old belief systems or old values, you're consciously and you know digging those values, those new values that you want to get aligned with into your unconscious, and that's one exercise you can do. It's more of a longer process, um, but you know if if you ever come to my event, um, I walk people through closed eye exercises that they. I mean, it, it sounds crazy and it sounds woo woo, but they have these amazing life transformations. The short answer is you need to get into your unconscious and change it in there. I love it. And for anyone who's wondering, in case you're just like driving, you don't get a chance to look at the show notes. The name of George's event is the greatest year of your life. So um, I'm turning 50 next year and I've decided that 50 will be the best year of my life. And so maybe I'll have to make it down to one of those. Thank you so much, George. You are brilliant. Um, we will have all of this information as well as links to get a hold of you and, and more information there on the website. So thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, George. Would you like to have either myself or Nate speak at your next event or on your podcast? Visit us at themessybackend.com slash speaking. Well, that's our show for today's episode of The Messy Backend. Thanks so much for listening. Nate and Sheila signing off until next week. That's all we have for today's episode of The, 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 the Messy b -b -b Backend. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention.